And welcome to episode 119 of the Varangian Harry podcast. Varangian Harry, wow, I haven't had enough to drink today. I really haven't, and I don't do alcohol. <laughs> welcome to the Varangian Heresy podcast, episode 119. I miss one episode and it goes to shit. I mean, what are you going to do? My name is Jody. I'm your hostess with the mostess. And on tonight's episode, we have uh, we decided to take a swing and have a look at terrain. Terrain in 30k, in, in hobby in general um you know i think we've all we've all had our own experiences of everything from piles of books under green mats for hills playing old school fantasy all the way up to you know some of the very swish and new plastic kits and mdf stuff that's out there so we thought we'd have a a good chinwag about her terrain tonight and how so itc players complaining that we have too much terrain well let's save that for later because that's going to be part of the discussion and and we can laugh about that whole incident the link on a couple of years ago um terrain what's that (laughs) (laughs) sounding like an eldar player if ever i heard one um and as you can hear, I'm not alone tonight. Um, as always, with me in the virtual studio on my left is uh, the silent assassin himself, the one and only Mr. Pele. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very, very good. Yeah, like the sound of it. Like the sound of it. Christmas is over. The kids <laughs> go back to school. They're actually not sick, so I'm good. So, see, technically, that is winning on all levels. I just, you know. That that is most definitely winning on all levels, there, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Especially the no sick kids bit, because I think we've all experienced that way too many times. So yeah, uh, yeah. so um, now I get some time to actually do hobby. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and of course, uh, to my right, atop the the throne, which or on his throne, I should say, which is atop the pile of beer, empty beer cans and pretzels held together by the tears of his enemies is the one and the only mr freddy how you doing buddy you know i'm fine got my electricity bill i realized uh, that i worked for free this month <laughs> <laughs> yay inflation and over and price gouging on energy bills isn't this all amazing it's awesome why do you take that up i'm trying to be positive here you know uh, okay sorry. i didn't mention it no i know but i'm british and therefore grumbly so i did mention it no. Uh, but you know, got to keep got to keep the uh, the country standards up, otherwise I'm letting everybody down. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be a fun episode tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. But let me get some stuff out of the way before we do actually start talking about things. Um, obviously, if you're listening to us here now, you have your cho- choice of uh, podcast playback, whether it be iTunes or Spotify, Stitch or whatever. But just in case you're looking for something a bit more convenient, we are on Spotify, we're on iTunes, um, we're on Stitcher, Podbean, and as many other podcast catches as I can physically get us hooked up to. Um, so there is that. We have our we have our social media, which is our Facebook page, um, and our Facebook group, which is linked from the Facebook page. Uh, and you can find us just searching the Varangian Heresy on Facebook. Um we do have an Instagram when we use it. We do have an email, which is tvhpod at gmail.com. And we have a burgeoning, growing, and quite fun um, Discord server up and running as well. 
which you can get access to by clicking on the permanent link, which is in the Facebook group. And we have once a week, twice a week, we, we do a hobby hangout chats. We talk about stuff all, all the way through. And um, actually, one of our um, support squad, the guys who help me organize everything, has started working on uh, painting showcases uh, that uh, show off uh, models done by different artists on Instagram and other places. So you know, there's lots of cool things to get involved with over there. I think that's the roundup of the socials because that is a lot easier. As always, what's everybody working on tonight? You, you guys hobbying or are we all just chilling and chatting? I'm always hobbying. Always hobby. What are you working on then, my dude? Well, I picked up... I've talked for like six months now that I have to start with my dark uh, elf. Oh. And I painted some test models. Yeah. And I think they look okay so far. Uh, I'm using contrast paint. First time, really. I oh, used interesting. It, uh, like it's supposed to be used. So I, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I have to work with the shields. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really fly on large flat surfaces. Does it look like 1994? Or yes, <laughs> I think I posted a picture in the old chat here. Awesome! I'll do, oh yes, you have, and I'll try to remember to put them out. They look really cool, man. Yeah, uh, but I'm really gonna do um, some airbrush fading on the shields. I think. Mm, oh, square bases, man! Taking me back. Yes. Beautiful. And some inner towers, a command squad, and a librarian. Oh, nice. That, that would be for bad wars, would that be? Yes, definitely. Ooh. And I have a Vindicator and a Razorback for inner towers as well. Oh, nice. Which, which type of... The Razorback with the cockpit on top? No, the modern one. Not oh, the modern. oh, shame. Shame, shame on you. Shame. Shame. But I had it in a box, and I picked it up and said, I'm going to use you. Fair enough, man. Fair enough, indeed. And some really heresy here is like German tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. You're not repurposing German tanks into heresy. You're painting no. them for Flames <laughs> another, of War, right? Another system. Mm. It's Flames of War, right? Yes. Yeah, I got it right this time. I got it. I, I chose the wrong one off air before, so uh, yay! I remembered for like two minutes ago. Yeah, decided <laughs> to pick it up and make the uh, norm the start box actually painted up. Nice man! Oh, you got quite a bit done. That's yes. pretty awesome. What about so, um, anything? Anything else hobby wise? Or I got a to do list that's like huge, <laughs> but forever know. long. <laughs> I was going to say, we, I think we've all got an infinite to-do list when it comes to uh, to hobbying and probably to household chores, but, you know, yeah. important but things. I decided the thing. I'm not going to rush anything for Lincoln. i got enough Night Lords to actually just go there and play. So before an event, like two months before an event, you just rush, think, push, 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 push. <laughs> I'm not going to do this this time. I'm just going to have fun hobbying, doing whatever uh-huh. I feel like. I'm going to uh, make uh, the Minotaurs list for, like, mm-hmm. big enough to play with, of course. But no Freddy. no rush, no push. Just do what you think. Feel Freddy? Like. Yeah? Freddy, how, how much do we want to bet that doesn't hold out before, to, before Lincoln? <laughs> how much money are we willing to put on this? <laughs> a slab of beer. Yeah, fair. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we try, I trust you, but I believe you. You're a very honest man, but... 
you know, it's heresy. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you're going to release Assault Marines one week before. Yeah, it'll be plastic, Mark oh, three, fuck. Mark two, and it'll be like they're up for they're up they're available this weekend, and yeah. Yes, I need it. Things no. are going to rethink. It's going to be a rethink at that point. <laughs> okay, okay. If they do release plastic assault marines before Lincoln, I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to play Blood Angels. Okay. Fair. Okay, that's the caveat. That's fair. That's fair. But get I need at least now. a week or something. Yeah, you got to get it out now, otherwise somebody, probably me, will call you on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm not. I don't want to be. Well, I would be that guy, but I don't want to be that guy. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be that guy. It's fun to be that guy. I usually use that. Leave that to you. But yeah, we're all that Are guy. We're gonna have other. a hobby challenge for Lincoln. Oh, I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. Do it to the listeners and mm. come with ideas, yep. not insane ones, but give us a hobby challenge. Yeah, a hobby challenge. Remember that. Just to make it easy, we just to give you an idea because we haven't dropped the players pack yet. Lincoln yeah. is going to be Centurion, so bear no that titans. in mind. Surprise, everyone. <laughs> yeah, surprise, everyone. I know, right? But, so no uh, Titans. So, <laughs> no Titans. Well, unless you want to do Titanicus Titans, because we're running Titanicus as well. Um, but, oh, yeah. Well, any well, then, then I've already passed my stupid fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, Freddie, it's you. You'll come up with something last minute as well. We know how this works, dude. We know how this works. Let's be honest with, us, with ourselves. Just the... Thirty seconds right now. Be honest with ourselves, and then we can go back to being dishonest, lying to ourselves for our own mental health. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's our alcohol consumption. Yeah. <laughs> Speak, uh, yeah. Speak for yourself. It's my sugar intake. Uh, yeah. So that, actually, then, Freddie, what are you working on, my dude? Anything special? Uh, well, considering I just finished the Warlord Titan, uh, that I, I put aside like a week to just smash through. Oh my god. Uh, they're a beast, aren't they? They are a pain in, in the bum high to, to assemble. Uh, not so much to actually paint. It's the actual building thing that kills me. But this... I've got one word for, towards that. Oh. Tri trim. Yeah, well, trim. I know. <laughs> that, that thing's fucking... Trim is annoying. But, but trim becomes like, I don't know, I actually look forward to trim. After building it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because it's a pain to build. But still, so I did that. I just delivered it to our happy raffle winner. And he was happy, like, uh, as we said in, in when we had our raffle, uh, the winner got to choose the paint scheme and so on. And he had still led up this Titanicus Legion that he had painted up and come up with the Legio by himself that was, like, purple, black, and white. Funnily, that's colors that I'm well-versed in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are actually. But as you say, it, it it took me three trips to the Alpha Spell to buy Tamaya paints. Were, I, I went through a couple of pots. I could, I should have warned you. You should have asked what I did because I did the, the the last Titans for the raffle. You should have asked. I could have given you the amounts. Yeah. How many pots pots were they total? Uh, I don't. Yeah. So they, like purple, purple wasn't too bad. Uh, because I only, I think I only went through like three pots of purple. The thing is, I went through twelve pots of fucking black. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, pots. I, yeah, twelve pots of black, and then I went through three pots of uh, burned iron, and then three pots of uh, gunmetal gray, and three pots of uh, what's it called last one. I've thrown them all out now. I can't remember. There's like another metal color. Why was there so many black pots? 
because uh, I, I, I primed, I fixed, and I did trim with black. You primed with that color, okay. Yeah. Madman, absolute madman. Yeah, well, I, well, I did, I, I till prime, like originally prime with Chaos Black, but that was like one entire rattle can, but then you need to go into the crevices and stuff. And then I need to do like a touch-up layer, uh, and then I did like all the panels by itself. The panels I didn't do with the Chaos Black. I used to do the body with the spray can, and that was like an entire fucking spray can. And then I did with airbrush every single panel, every weapon. Uh, I had to like I fucked up a couple of times. I had to go back and reshade, re you know do my masking tape and shit. Uh, I did like the black stripes, and then I tried to do like a uh, different little not not so much like you know like pre-shading a bit with the metal and stuff and then back and then i used a couple of um, like you know the shades uh games workshop shades just to get some like different coloration for yeah. for the panels and then i i did so much sponge shipping i thought i was going to kill myself <laughs> i went through two uh bottles of Aleo chrome wow that is a lot. And uh, one bottle uh, for the trim. I went through one bottle of Viking Gold from Scale 97. Uh, mm. Scale 72. Good colour. I like Viking it Gold. It is. A, yeah, it was really good. It's like really good. It comes out good like because uh, I tried different golds because uh, most of when I airbrushed them, most of the panels were either black or purple. And I went through the different golds and I tried like three different types and I thought that the Viking Gold was the one that actually didn't have to do more than two layers. <laughs> you know when you water the color down so that was good and also it, it wasn't too contrasty it was still contrasty enough and uh when it, with the sh and then i chipped it with the chrome it mm -hmm. they popped really nice so yeah i used the viking gold on the trim for my space wolves actually it's a really nice warm color and it looks really really good yeah 75's gold range is awesome yes uh, well all their metal colors are fucking awesome yeah but yeah, that is fair. They, have, they they do have they do have a knack for nailing the um, that whole thing. So, but I was kind of stressful. And on the Friday, I said like I'm done, and I sent some pictures to to the winner. And he's like, I'm coming to pick it up. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. When tomorrow? And I was like, All right. Well, you didn't realize it's like a ten hour drive or whatever. <laughs> or however you're gonna travel up here. Yeah, so he bought like a massive storage case at the IKEA. And fill it with towels, and then it came up, and it's like, oh, this is the size of a small child. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, have you worked on anything else for yourself, or are you just literally just crushed out the Titan? I am painting uh, Night Lords because I'm bringing Night Lords for Scandis. Uh, so I'm going to crush out um, all my Night Lords because I'm doing like a tactical squad. Uh, a tactical assault bomber weapon, an assault quad, and then a terminator squad, one attack bike, and two apothecaries, and then the nice little characters we did for uh, for uh, our little challenge, and mm -hmm. also a rhino. Ooh. Uh, oh, I forgot that. Uh, after I finished the Titan, I finished my uh, Night Lord Rhino and Night Lord uh, Sikaran Venator. Oh, nice, mate. Very nice. So they're done now. So you bring a heavy support. No, no, no. Like the Secret Town Venator is painted up because it was fun. Yeah, I know. It's while, while, I was doing, while I was doing the, uh, the Rhino. The Rhino is fine for our century rules because you can have two vehicles uh, with an AV. I like the sound of that, dude. You've, re you've been really cracking it out. 
as per always. Yep. Um, I have to say, I haven't done much for relatively obvious reasons. Um, not been that long home from hospital, but whilst I was away, uh, I got some uh, bits and pieces delivered. So I got some bits and pieces towards the new conversion I'm doing for my uh, Space Wolf Praetor. And I'm actually going to be painting up Sanguinius for um, one of the guys on the Discord channel Ooh. and Ooh. for Pete. And I'm trying to decide how I'm going to do the gold armor because, I mean, there's there's lots of cool ways to do gold. I don't think I'm feeling up to trying non-metallic at the moment. Um, so I think I'm going to go with uh, a metallic gold. And on the outside, did it work? So I've got to do a test model. Um are you check out Dwarven Gold? Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, uh, going from Viking Gold over to, uh, like, uh, do a, a um, what's it called? The fucking decayed metal. Decay, yeah, decayed metal. Yeah, because that's the thing. When, when I did, when I did my, the trim for my Space Wolves is decayed metal uh, Viking Gold. And I was yeah. thinking then doing Viking, decayed metal Viking Gold. And, and then, then get elven the... gold using the bright elven gold, and then some highlights with, um, with citrine. silver, yeah. and the, oh maybe citron. I haven't. Lo- I don't actually own that one, but I might have a look at that. But well, I also... haven't looked at the dwarven gold. I'll have a look. I think, I think uh, I... it is similar to them because I have both of them. Mm. Uh, but when I oh, go, on, Pele, go on, go on, no, go on, bud. When go I on. did my gold details on my blood angels, I used necro gold as a base. Oh, okay. And then Elven Gold, and then Citrine Alchemy. Nice. Turned out pretty good, I think. Well, here's here's the other thing. Um, but there's small details, of course. Well, do you remember... Which, Even you if remember? you go from Viking Dwarven to Elven, that would be awesome. Well, yep, there is that. But there's another thing I've, I've got. That, um, do you remember when we did the Night Households uh, a while back for the raffle? Yep. Uh, I did the uh, Maccabeus House, and I used... Um, the I think it's AK rub and buff, you know, the rub and buff gold. Oh, yeah, how about you with that? Um, because I've, I've still got it, still good. Um, and I was thinking maybe I could use that as a base and then sort of add shade, add some maybe some purple or some or some green in there because they're colors that come up in gold, and then maybe some highlights as well. So I'm gonna see how I'm gonna do a couple of test models. To see how well that possibly goes on. For highlighting, uh, check out Citrine Alchemy Scale 75. Just like you were saying, Pella, yeah. Yeah, that sounds Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, So I will have a look at that. But um, no, I appreciate the shouts on that. But that's really what I've been doing is just just getting bits and pieces here and there, uh, planning some color schemes. And oh, I built a Sherman tank with my son last night when he was (laughs) over hanging out. Scale? Was, what scale? Oh, it's like one. Oh God, I don't remember. I don't have the box here in front of me. It's not big. It's about. It's literally just the size of your hand. So it's probably one seventy-two. One seventy-two, maybe one thirty-five. I, I think we'll no, one seventy-two. Five is fairly big. Okay. Well, we've got because he's got. He loves World War Two, and there's a non-Lego Lego range that do them, and yeah, he. Cool so man. he's got. Yes, exactly. So right now, yep. So right now he's got two Spitfires, uh, a Mosque. No, he's got the um, Messerschmitt one ten, the one something else. He's got two Messerschmitts. He's got 
tube Spitfires. He's got the oh, he's got one of the bombers, the British bomber. I can't remember which kit it is. And Manchester. he's got the mosquito. Mm, he's got a mosquito as well. And he's got because I'm still I'm chasing the one. They're Wellington, don't they? Pardon? They're a Wellington bomber, don't they? I think it's the Wellington. I can I can't see. I literally I know where the box is, and I can't see it from here. Like um, two two engine one. Yeah, dual engine. Um, and then he's also got a range of tanks. So he's got Panzer T thirty four, the Sherman, and oh, I can't remember the American one I got for him. I tried to get him one of you know options basically, and he's got the Churchill tank as well. Um, so he 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 loves it. We spent last night because the kids were over for a few hours um, after school, and we just you know my daughter was playing Minecraft, and he and I sat down and built that. So that was cool. Um, so not hobby, but hobby, if you get me. That's hobby. Yeah, it was fun. So that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. So that's a pretty decent hobby progress by all of us, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so nice job, boys. Well done. Um, now I tell you what, before we move on, I do want to say a big thank you, uh, because I wasn't on the last episode. I want to say a big thank you to all our Patreon supporters and congratulations to all the people who won prizes and commiserations to those who didn't my apologies uh but you know i can at least say i was completely uninvolved in the drawing so there was no bias from anyone who was trying to bribe me i i couldn't do anything i'm sorry uh, and i'm very much looking forward to repeating the raffle this year as well um we're going to stick with the same plan every month you're a uh, member of our uh, patreon you will get a ticket into the drawer at the end of the year um, and it'll be done in our end of year wrap up episode, just like we did uh, on our last episode. So that's going to be cool. So thank you very much, everyone, for that. It's really helped us with the show, with the show, and keeping things, keeping things going, keeping the lights on, and all that sort of jazz. I guess, guys, we're going to have to sort of swivel in our imaginary seats over to our digital news desk and talk about all the new stuff that's come out. Um, did you guys talk about the Alpha Legion upgrades in the last episode? No. No. Well, Warcom, have, uh, they've dropped a bunch of new uh, Alpha Legion upgrades. So have you guys had a look at them? And if so, what do you think? I think they look neat. Don't they? Yeah. I think Especially they do. Especially the Hydra. Yeah, I you actually You can always like discuss them. the helm, but you can paint it <laughs> a little bit differently, I guess. But yeah. the shoulder pads are really good. I actually really like the helm that they've got on on the the sort of main model, the way they've painted it up with the silver beak. I kind of like yeah. that, if I'm honest. I mean, they all look kind of funky, uh, especially the sort of sergeant helmet looks a bit more Alpharius than Alpharius, or maybe he isn't, but you know what I mean. Maybe he's Omegon. Maybe he is. A... He is Omegon. He could be. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I, I mean, I think you said it already. You like the the shoulder pads there, Pelo? Yeah, they actually do look good. Like for some yeah, overall, I think they have done a good job with most of the shoulder pads they've been released, even the Space Wolf. Uh, yeah, that's well. We could talk about those, but not the heads. Yeah, um. <laughs> shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they look good. Uh, they will stand out when you put it on the unit on the tabletop. So it's good. 
I like the way they painted it, sort of like a um, like a jade green, off green, whitey, white color. So it's not like blaring white or anything like that. It just it's subtle, but looks good to yeah. me. I like that a lot. I like, I like it's a good mix. I think. Yeah, I actually want it's to. It's like get... a, I, I like yeah, how like some some of them aren't really beaky, like yeah, but some of them you really use the beak feature yeah. to make it beaky yeah so it's it's a bit it feels like a bit of, of a but i you could use that across different marks of armor yeah if you yeah, bought you say a couple of packets you could you know if you're able to get a couple of packets you can use the beaky ones for your mark you know your mark six and well, you use them got... for, your, for your sergeants for your actual uh, mark yeah. six ones and the other ones you can use for i don't know veteran squads or whatever yeah. yeah, and I mean some of them. Some of them. There's enough that you could fit quite nicely on Mark Three, Mark Four. So I mean, they'll they'll look good. Um, and I think honestly, I think that's my favourite one I've seen so far. Um, although, I, with all due respect to our Alpha Legion friends, I think the upgrades do kind of pale in comparison to um, the Exodus model that has Mr. been released. Fucking, uh, awesome, Mister Fucking Fifty Cal and your girl likes it, kind of dude. Yeah. Fucking yeah, poison globes. Awesome. Isn't he just? Yeah. I mean, seriously, I I genuinely wouldn't mind owning this guy just as a model. I mean, I have no intention of doing anything for Alpha Legion whatsoever. Yeah, he looks so fucking mean, you know? He does, doesn't <laughs> he? It's like this is what the um the uh Vindicare Assassin wishes he was like. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you got the underwear on, I've got the power armor version, and I'm still better than you are. <laughs> But that is a very cool model. Um, sorry, Freddie, you were about to say something there, dude. No, I, I, the only thing I wish is like you see where where the barrel ends. Yeah, the muscle I would, break. Uh, yeah, I would love to see that gone all the way down to where the stock starts. Really, like the, the, the chunky bit. So it was like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chunk galore. <laughs> Chunky, chunky, chunky but, bits. But also, I'm holding uh, the Chaos Space Noise Marine Special mm. Edition. I see some similarities. I would love to... Oh, the one playing the guitar, you mean? Yeah, I would love to mix these up. <laughs> <laughs> Exodus Exodus with his uh, his long bass guitar rifle. <laughs> no, no, but this, this would be... No, no, actually, I would give this one, uh, keep him as it is, Yeah. Uh, change that to, like, a bass guitar, Yeah. and then have him as the... Uh, electric guitar, and then maybe get like a world eater playing the drums, and then oh, like... and the orc golf <laughs> sing. <laughs> yeah, and the orc. No, but you kind of. No, I mean, like you need the whole full full on traitor band. You do. That would be amazing. Something what would tells the me you got sounds do. Special Keyboard. effects. <laughs> Special effects. They they they'd be doing the pyromate pyrotechnics. Okay. <laughs> but uh, oh no, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, that's a very cool idea, but yeah, he's. I think he's a boss model. I really do. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really out of words on this one. He's genuinely that good. Can you have enough scopes? Like, really, like sensors and shit. It's, it's a bit. It's. Yeah, it's like we've got rangefinder, pathfinder, multiple optics, one on the gun as well. It's ridiculous, but that's why we love it. <laughs> And I, I might say something controversial here, right? I like the tactical rock. 
Oh yeah. He's standing on he's standing on tactical rock that for me makes sense for the model. Um, it looks right. It looks like it belongs. I might be mad, but I genuinely believe that. I think it looks good. It's one of the first good looking tactical rocks in a long time. I know, I look at the noise ring, but he stands on a tactical head. Yeah, well that's cool. <laughs> But as tactical rocks go, it's this guy and the dude, the druidy type dude from the new uh, We're Not Squats, but We're Squats range. It looks like he's floating on bits of rock. That one's kind of cool. Like, well. the, like uh, kill me now, but I actually like the Primaris Medicaid. What? That, that as he's standing, like he's standing on top of like a squished compadre. <laughs> whole, like it's like oh with no respect for the dead whatever i'm just gonna rest my entire fucking boot on my dead best mate and push me to the ground it's not like an enemy or anything but it's like so it's, stop struggling carl for god for the emperor's yeah. sake stop struggling i'm not put, dead put my foot on your chest <laughs> there's like you are dead pushing me into the fucking ground it's like yeah, yeah. just hold still while i pull out all the vital organs that we need you're dead but i can still fight no you can't <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's kind of cool too. Carry in the um, third legion, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we do yeah. have them, but that, that, they don't do anything yeah. to heal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's what a, book how is you... that? It's uh, the one with uh, Iron Warriors and. Empty yes, Shield. it is. Oh, well, um, that's uh, Exterminate Angels. Angel Exterminatus. Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. That's brilliant. <laughs> Actually, speaking speaking of Angel Exterminatus, because there are salamanders in there, which I'm going to use as a really cheeky way to um, highlight the new salamanders models that have been released, or they're actually up for pre-order this weekend. And by that, I mean the, the three salamanders that are on the base of the new Horus Ascended model. <laughs> so uh, I, th I have a feeling that base will be bought by a lot of salamanders players just to say, hey, we got new models. Um, don't come for me, <laughs> but come for me if you have to. I totally agree. Uh, but no, he's up for pre-order this weekend. I mean, you've got Sons of Horus, Freddy. Do you want this guy or? Because uh, I have the other one. I guess I want this just to have like the full Monty, like the collection. Mm. I also have far-fetched plans to have every single Primark. So I'll, I'll, I think once I got every single Primark, I would add him to the list and then i'll start actually being a bad person and start getting the demon primarchs just because <laughs> you got to man i mean we, i really think you but got to on my plan to doing my siege of of terror uh, empress children force mm -hmm. which nice. is going to be and and siege of terror uh, iron warriors and have them like a bro team so i can yeah. use it it also technically be Angel Exterminatus. <laughs> it would suit Angel Exterminatus more, but yeah, I get you. So they're just like normal bitter Chaos Marines, and then the, the fucking the Empress children are a bit derailed. You know, yeah, they are. They're only slightly. Um, yikes. <laughs> Where are they? I don't know. <laughs> they took a bunch of prisoners and left. Oh my god, what are they doing? <laughs> Do we have pleasure pits here? Yes, that's where they'll be. <laughs> See, now, I've got to say this as well. Um, we were having a chat on the Discord last night, night before, um, and we were talking about the Horace Ascended model. Now, here's the question. Do you think they're going to bring out a big E model, a, a model for the Emperor? Yes. And if they do, 
should he have a stat block? Should he have stats, or should he just be, here's a pretty model of the Emperor? Like a collecting model. Basically, yeah. Because that's, if I'm honest, that's kind of how I see this Horus Ascended model. Although it makes sense for him to play, if, especially if you're playing Siege of Terror and stuff like that. But, he, but the problem is that he has stats. And, yes. And uh, an E model has been hinted since like the first time I walked to, to the Weekender. Yeah. yeah. Do you for think the they'll actually release rules, it? They're actually mentioning the Emperor, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the Casoda rules says if, if yeah. the Emperor is in play, bloody, bloody, bloody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I, I really don't kind of don't want him, to, the Emperor, to have a stat block because I he's just that. He's the Emperor. It's like uh, the it's like having like, Gork and Mork there. You know what I mean? Or you know, I think, I think the stat block will re- represent his limited powers when he's fighting Horus on the battle. Okay. Then that, or that, during I, the siege, because obviously he he is also conducting a battle in the webway at the same time, yeah. and he's for Malkador there too. Spoilers. Hmm. Oh, I hope Getting. they bring out a Malkador model. Yeah, that's uh, probably more rational. He's there. Yeah, not he's... fighting perhaps, but he's, but, uh, he's but gorgeous saying, like, as well. Whatever, whatever stat you give the emperor, it doesn't really matter because it's it's so fucking. Com- com- confusing, yeah. Because he he is he is fighting on the physical plane. He's fighting on the psychic plane. He's also doing stuff all across the galaxy, and he's also doing stuff in the webway. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's ever he's basically almost omnipotent. So, omnipotent. So, the, so the actual stats would be like, oh, this is his physical form that takes part in the battle, you know, in that particular battle with Horus. Yeah, or, or it could be like when he's fighting that orc thingy with Horus or whatever. I don't know. I mean, all very cool options. I just, I, I like that take on it. I would just be very wary of having a stat block that is just this is the emperor at the the peak of his powers kind of thing. That that's yeah. more, I think, personally, what, what I'd be afraid of. What bugs me that the emperor can turn up at regular events and stuff. The Emperor mm-hmm. is supposed to do one battle in the heresy. <laughs> yeah, it's the gonna be, let's be fair. It's going to be like that with Contemptors. It's going to be maximum three Contemptors and no Emperor model. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or And no Horus Ascended for this particular event but because it, it's if free. If it's a great Crusade event, then yeah. Well, exactly. Well, oh, oh, let's not get down that. We've got Badab to worry about first. Uh, but I like I like your thinking. Um, but yeah, I think, this, I think that's... I, I I just I like back to the Horus model. I love it. I think it's great. I like the 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 fact that they're doing these, and it's a. Uh, I know that they're going to want us to use the forty k plastic kits for the Primarchs and stuff like that, the Demon Primarchs. But I, I don't know, man. I would just I would still like to see the Demon Primarchs in like just get the heresy sculptors on it or or whatever just do do a heresy era version where they've just turned and they're a bit more ragged or unpredictable i don't know just it feels like using the plastic 40k models feels just a bit off you know maybe maybe i'm just being too elitist i don't know yeah probably probably (laughs) (laughs) but i'm saying like they they said they were gonna they was gonna get alternate sculpts for all the primarchs so yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm just, yeah, 
I, I want to see it happen. Basically, now now that they've started doing stuff like this, I want to see it happen, um, and just be because I rather um, them focusing on doing alternate uh, scopes of all the uh, primaries than uh, mucking around with the demon primaries that are actually showing up for like what like one battle. So that's your same concept we you had with Big E. But also when it comes to Big E, I don't think like if you think about it during events, how many events do we actually see Horus? Like he doesn't show up that often on events, actually. Horus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I again I think we've seen him more at Scandus than any I've seen him at Scandus more than anywhere else. Um yeah. and that's because that's there, what we do. I think he wasn't there last Scandus, was he? Horus? Um, I don't no, think so. was I'm there. Sure. Sanguinius was there. Petrava was there, but I, uh, I don't think Horus was there. I can't remember, honestly. Sadly, I, I was I was off my face on Coca Cola and Pepsi Max. I have no idea what was going on. I was so so caffeinated and sugared up. It was amazing. So yeah, I, I will use that as an excuse, and I'm sticking with it. That's all right. Yeah, and we got we we're kind of lucky because it, the uh, the Forge World decided to uh, grace us with some new uh, with a new exemplary battle today as well, which kind of dates when we're actually recording this. But it's Iron Hands versus or versus Blood Angels or Iron Hands and Blood Angels in this particular exemplary battle. Um, have it's been a while since we had like an exemplary battle. It's it? been a little while. Yeah, that's fair. It's been a little while. And I do love them because they usually bring out something interesting in the in the units and stuff that they have there. I mean, I did kind of like the Space Wolf ones with the flamers and all that sort of stuff because I just felt silly. Um but but fun. Uh I mean, yeah, it's way back in November um that we had something, but I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't had time to read the fluff, but I'm very confident that it's going to be awesome. Um, what are your, because you're both, I mean, Freddie, you're an Iron Hands player, yeah. Bella, you're a Blood Angels player, nice and simple. What are your thoughts on the, the units that are there? The... Do you want me to start with the Iron Hands? Sure, crack on. I don't really see what the fuck, the diff like the, they're not much different compared to Gorgon Terminators. But maybe I'm just retarded. Who knows? But it feels like it's exactly the same fucking unit choice. Yeah. Yeah. They're mm. HQ. They're cataphractis. Well, they're HQ. That's, I guess that's the difference, though, because okay. they're elites. But what kind of options do you have? Then do you have? They have Volkite options. Which in their box? Yeah. Same. 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 Short range Volkite then. Yeah. The only difference here is basically that they are cataphracty and they have the fate of the Gorgon rule thingy. Mm -hmm. So instead they've lost that, uh, feel no pain and all that stuff. But all, all the stuff that they can have is just the same. But is the thing really? is, like, yeah, but the, the, the thing is, uh, well, yeah, what was in, yeah they're they retinue, but uh, like the, there's a, they they used to be weren't the Morlocks or am I confusing them with the uh, first oh, man as bo bodyguard? 
Uh, quite possibly. I, I must admit, I, I hang my head in some form of shame. I don't know them. What were they called? They, no, no, it was the Morlocks who were the honor guard for Ferris Manus. They had, like, uh, halibuts. Sorry? You disappeared. Halibuts. Halibuts. They had... Hal- no, Halibut. they had halibuts. Halibuts. Big long-shafted um, axes, yeah. basically. Because they... Like the other one had the spears and they had the helmets. Mm. But I mean, these yeah. guys have like a power axe. Uh, or power well, weapon. Power weapon, well, would be a power axe. And if you look at the models, it's basically Gorgon terminated uh, with cataphracty tops. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, I'm not going into the fluff, but I, I do like that you've got some options here. Um, I mean, I like the Volk, the option. I always like the option for Volkite on uh, specialist units. Volkite's just fun. Um, and grav weapons and stuff. And it all, it all fe- feels very Iron Hands-ish um, with the options. But like, you, as you're saying, that they're, they're basically, that's what they, you know, the Gorgon Terminators can take. So not a huge jump there. Um, yeah. Are they any different stat-wise? I, mean, I, don't like I, I would have loved them to have power halibuts, as in the fluff, and having some sort of uh, special rule, like instead of Fate of the Gorgon, like they should have some rule when they are actually Ferris Manus bodyguard. Yeah. The fun part is they are cheaper than the Blood Angels dudes. It costs forty points each. Oh, they're they're thirty five points these ones, aren't they? For the for the extra dudes. Yeah, but, uh, Blood Angels guys. Oh, the Blood Angels guys. Oh, we 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 need to talk about the Blood Angels guys. They're forty points each. <clears throat> um, and yeah, they're pretty tasty when you think about it. I mean, they're um, they're basically veterans with an extra attack, uh, just on the stat line. Uh, base yeah. veteran with an extra attack. <laughs> uh, leadership nine, which is great. Um, the, I, as I said, I I very much like the Blade of Judgment, um, because they they have very cool names for all their blades. <laughs> um, the fact that they can take a, a jump pack as well is pretty awesome. Um, I think make them even more pricey. Yeah, I mean, Ted, but you can only go. I mean, they they are limited to uh, five models in total. So you're yeah. talking, was it one thirty for three models, plus eighty, so two ten. 260, 260 for a, uh, a tooled up um, five man elite jump pack squad. Um, I don't yeah. know jump units as well, but that that's not too bad. Um, I mean, Pella, you're you're obviously our blood angels, dude. This blade of judgment, my friend. What? Where does that sort of rank for you in the blades of know. whatever? You don't know. A few, few things bugs me. Uh-huh. In the stat line, you got three attacks. That's good, yeah. you think. You got uh, strength four. You look at the weapon, you get uh, plus two strength. You're running around strength six. Mm-hmm. And uh, blood danger wounds one better. Mm-hmm. So it's effectively strength seven. Yes. Then it's AP three. And running yeah. on sixes, you know, as a nightclub player, that's not too good, you know. <laughs> and they got murder strike as well. Um, sure. Murder strike as well, and 
I'm not really sure what a shield does. Um, don't they have combat shields? Yes. Yeah, it's a six up. Um, okay. It's basically a six up. Yeah, it's a six up save. Uh, I believe it's a, only in close combat or something. I can't yeah. remember the rules. Uh, I, I, do not... so I, I think I would probably use him as, I don't know, try to knock out high toughness mm -hmm. uh, creatures. But they well, are also pretty good in challenges. Yeah, this is this is the thing. You know, if they're involved in a challenge with a model from any Legion Astartes faction, so if you're playing blue on blue combat, you can still use this. Um, a model with this special rule, they get plus one to their initiative. Not bad. Um, they can re-roll failed to wound rolls, and they gain rending four plus. So that suddenly become that rending four plus and suddenly becomes a thing. Um, I think anyway. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Can you challenge a dreadnought? I don't think it counts as. Um, I don't think you can. Can you? Because it doesn't count as a character. So I don't think you can challenge it. Oh, okay. No, you can't. I, I must say I, again, I'm running off my my lack of knowledge. So dreadnought's <laughs> not a character. That's true. But I mean, these these are two kind of cool, funky units that are um, usable as bodyguards, and potentially can get out there and do do stuff on the battlefield. Otherwise, um, I don't know. Like, I, I would have loved like the fated Gorgon. They should have hatred. Empress that would be good. Um, yeah. They should have, like, uh, if they're taking an army with Ferris Menace, they would be fearless. If Ferris Menace is slain, they should have gained hatred towards, like, the, the other faction. Yeah, so uh, really fitting into the whole Istvan uh, yeah. feel of it all. I would love for them to have the Halibuts, and that would be, like, a Power Axe, but instead of plus one strength, it would be plus two strength, and it would be, like, a Reach one or some shit. So basically what you're saying is we get to write our own version of these guys. Yes, we are. This annoys me. <laughs> you know, I can hear that building up in there. It's getting to a point where he's getting annoyed now. We should really, yeah. <laughs> they should definitely have, like, because all the other Hired Hands fucking special thing has Feel No Pain. Why the fuck does these guys don't have Feel No Pain? Mm. They forgot about it, probably. Yeah, well, like, it's a new unit. It's fun to try. We'll write like, it up. still do this. <laughs> no. but it, there, there's, like, so, like, it's so easy to tweak it. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, that's so, my five cents. Well, that's five cents well spent. Um, <laughs> and that being the case, we're gonna we're gonna roll away from our virtual news desk and head on back over to uh, the main desk, which is the one right behind us in a virtual studio that doesn't exist, which says it all really. Um, and we're gonna move on to our main topic tonight. And as I said at the start of the show. Uh, we're actually looking at terrain, hobby terrain, but um, obviously we want to focus on 30k, but we're going to see if we can um, bring stuff in uh, from other areas as well and talk about that. So um, terrain's an integral part of the game as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, do you guys have any general, like, any hot takes on terrain? Is there anything that's going to make people clutch their pearls in, in astonishment about your thoughts on terrain? Or No, like, terrain, 
I think the, the one difference between between uh, us and let's say the ITC guys and so so on is that mm-hmm. terrain helps you create the story on the battlefield. Terrain has such a massive visual impact on the battle that you play. It, it, it's like the it's like the thing that you don't really look out look at when you really you know that you have a really good table where you're like oh this terrain is gorgeous before you set up and then you never think about it anymore it's just like it, it's in the background but you don't have to worry about like it's shitty terrain or nothing it's it's just there but we're kind of spoiled with good terrain but it helps tell that story it's so much nicer to play on a table that has good terrain and it's even better if you manage to have like an army that's themed the terrain and for us uh, as well, the terrain actually helps you tell the battle story. Let's say, are oh, you fighting in the sandy desert because you're on like the far side of the moon, which is the ash wastes. Then you want to play on the ash wastes table. So it's like a super easy, like if you run an event, it's super easy way to just add a narrative focus. You say like, oh, this part of the planet is this terrain, this part of the planet is that terrain. And that is, you're fighting for the main city. Oh, Hey, have hive city train because that's i mean i guess that that's actually really important and um i think yeah i, I want to jump to it because we do have some talking points here but i want to jump ahead to one of them because you brought it up there already freddie and i can't say for any other event organizer out there but i'm very sure they do this as well so i mean i'm not don't think i'm talking i'm preaching to the choir here that for ourselves, whenever we do events like Lincoln or Scandus, you've you've spent time curating actual terrain for tables along with game mats into their own individual setups. Um, so if we want to do something, you can actually, you know, you can, like you said earlier, you can uh, if you want to do Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, have we got an option for that? Is it something we can put together? Um, so how do you, how did you go about doing that? How did you, what gave you the thoughts for that? What gave you, sort of drove you to take that, that approach on terrain? Table, like a terrain table. Because we have, currently I think we have 40 tables, mm-hmm. individually themed, some within like specific area, like desert, industrial, blah, 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 hive, so on. But I'm saying like, I approach uh, each table the same way I approach building an army. So I get like a gaming math, and I was thinking, and in my head, I start, because now I'm, I'm pretty lucky, I have a lot of terrain. So I'm starting to think, okay, okay, what's the story of this part of the battlefield? Mm-hmm. And is it like an outpost? Is it like a, a, a kind of convoy route? Think Ashways Nomads? It, is this like a, a fucking garrison area of the Ashways? If, if we're just focusing on like desert things. Is this like a, an old ruined hive city? Is there any story behind this? Is this sort of like uh, uh, the death, uh, like the creek planet, where there's like uh, ruined cities all across the landscape? Is there like a crashed spaceship? What what's going on? What what's the story about this table? And then I use terrain pieces. And if I don't have them, if I if I get inspired about like what what story does my table want to say, I start looking at you know looking at different MDF. Stores. I look at like uh, different companies. I look at Games Workshop. I look uh, well. We can't look at Forge World Terrain anymore, which is sad because they used to do fucking nice terrain. Oh boy, uh, did they! 
Uh, and but the thing is, I, I started to look like oh, this piece here. What do I need? I need like a landing pad because obviously it's like imagine Blade Runner, the second movie, sort of destroyed Las Vegas landing pad because you still have certain areas that isn't completely wasted. You have scavengers coming in, like picking off the carcass of the wrecked ship or whatever. So I'm starting to think like the story behind it, just like I do an army. And then I start painting pieces or I start like adding pieces. I see what I have in my stock and I start laying them out. And I'm, I kind of build a story of the table as I lay out the terrain, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And I think it's really interesting because uh, we've actually had some questions. And I've seen some questions online recently about, you know, again, Heresy 2.0. People are starting to, you know, build commun- their own communities, their own little spaces where they, you know, where they are and how they've started up. And I think approaches like that are really important to be aware of because even if you're not doing what we do, which is building stuff for events, you still build terrain for your own tables and your own games at home. So it's, it's a really good way of, of sort of approaching that. Yeah, I really want to add, as Freddie mentioned, explained it pretty well. but. This is not chess. It is not predestinated how a gaming board will look like. Every battle is different. And part of... Since we started this in like 1992, Freddy, it's been so important to have a good gaming table Mm -hmm. to make every battle stand out and be different. You test this, you test that. You want more terrain, less terrain. What works, what's cool. And it's so important to integrate the part of the game to have a good gaming table and good terrain. So I really want to encourage people to just, maybe not, you don't always need to have a plan with what you do. Mm. Try to put some effort in it, like you put effort in your army. Yeah. It is so much more fun to play a game with a good gaming board than just flat nothing. 100%. Um, Actually, again, um, really kicks nicely into another sort of thought that I was having when I was putting the show notes together because we're talking about your own home games versus like games out in uh, events and and that sort of stuff. I'm interested to get your guys' opinion on the... I'm not going... I'm not talking like full ITC mirrored layouts and everything. When it comes to putting terrain on the... On the tabletop, on your on your mat or your green fabric or whatever it is, even just on your kitchen table. But you're looking to lay out terrain. How do you, how diff, how do you approach it? Is it different between a game at home and a game for an event? You know, are there things that you when you lay a table out, you go, yeah, I kind of need to have this on every table that I want to put together, and maybe not a particular piece of terrain, but like a big line of sight blocker or like a couple of multi-story pieces. How do you approach the, the different, the, the private and, and sort of event games? I think that unless you have a very specific theme on an event, I think you approach it roughly the same thing. You need some loss blockers. You have mm-hmm. to have some space for vehicles to go, to drive, and you have to some high grounds and so on. Yeah. I think I do that unless I have a very specific, uh, theme table for a special scenario or something. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say, have, let's just say Freddy's coming around for a couple of beers and a game at home kind of thing, how, how would you approach, what's your take on terrain then? Oh, I will definitely fuck up Freddy's deployment zone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. 
<laughs> it's your table. Fuck the opponent up. That's how it goes. Yes. No, I don't think I would think it was particularly important part is have a fun game with a good terrain board. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think I would set up really different. I don't think so anyway. Hmm. I want it to look aesthetically nice because yeah. I've been to events where they place terrain just so they want to have like clear fire avenues. They want this to block, this wants that to block. They want not too much terrain there. They want density there. And it becomes sort of like a chess approach to terrain where they're like, we need to have X amount of satellites, like lost blockers. We need X amount of this dense terrain. We need this and that. And that. Like we saw it on Lincoln. It's fucking clear boards and certain volumes of terrain to fulfill certain requirements. And it just looks, it looks retarded. Like no one would yeah, fucking... You got a point there. You have to set up... build the city in that fucking way you know yeah or a, or a desert or whatever fuck you're playing that's true you have to set up a board that looks fairly yeah. realistic that's true it needs to look nice and i've noticed that the more realistic oh realistic we're playing a fucking sci-fi game but the, <laughs> the, the more realistic and it more makes sense that there are actually streets between the, there are open ground you can't fucking help it. it there will be open ground there will be areas on the board where there will be no fucking loss blockers yeah. Uh, but the thing is, yeah, uh, so I look at it first, it needs to look good. I usually start out and placing a table just to make sure that it looks good. It looks like a neat fucking, let's say, a suburban sci-fi town. We use that as an example. It looks nice. It looks like perfect. Then I usually use scattered terrain to make it, why the fuck would they fight here? Why is this building important? What? How come these armor armor crates there? Well, there are a natural obstacle there. They're random fucking uh, blast shells, like fucking what do you call it? Uh, craters. craters. Yeah, craters. There's a ruin building there. What's happening? So you can see there's been a fighting. There's been artillery bombard. There's like a story where the fighting has been. And there, there's also like you add those to make make it like give people incentives to actually move and stuff. So yeah, so I don't know. Like uh, I usually add that on to help making sure that it's even when it comes to like most talking science. I use scattered terrain for that. Mm. But the thing that the number one is that it looks fucking aesthetically pleasing, not not like a fucking ITC board where. Yeah, well, I mean, that, especially when especially when it comes to events, I'm a hundred percent with you there. I think when you're at home, like you said, Pele, I think we we're all in agreement. It's your gaming board is an investment just as much as your army is. If you're gonna if you're gonna put a gaming board on at home, you want to be able to show that you've put the effort into it. And that, that can take time. And I think it's important not to not to panic about that if you've got to use because I will put my hands up and when I say when I first got into heresy and I was playing games at home before I created any terrain, I literally had piles of books. I did the old, you know, second ed fantasy stuff, piles of books, cans of deodorant, anything that would stand and, and be a piece of terrain um, worked for the first couple of games. And then I started to build into the into the, the, the gaming, the idea, the theme. Um, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I, I've been able to purchase myself a... Uh, I think we got it through Game Mat EU actually as part of one of our sponsor deals. But I got one of the Martian Surface gaming mats. Yeah, I love that because it tied into the basis of my models, which is also very cool. Because if you you've got that opportunity as well, is to actually tie your the the models you you're creating in your army 
to your gaming base so you can have like you know red wastes or snow-capped rocks or whatever it is another cool little modeling opportunity but the first stuff i ever built terrain wise or well i didn't purchase i built it myself was just rock formations a little bit of um oh what's it called the type of board masonite board cut out uh, with about an inch around where i wanted the rock to be uh sanded the edge down so it had a bit of a lip so you weren't just bashing your models into it you could stage them on the edge and stuff and then i took pink and blue insulation foam because i just had some sheets of it and literally took a couple of chunks wood glued them pva glued them to the base leaving that space around and then eventually i, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever remember one of these but the old gw battery powered hot wire cutters oh yeah 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 i have one of those i wish i still had it because it's a great simple piece of kit but i took that and then i just shaved shapes into it and then once that was done i created i just put some glue on the masonite base put it in some fine coarse sand and then got poster paints and just did you know like a shade of brown and then dry brushed it with a shade of red and literally in the afternoon in an afternoon i had enough terrain to do a six four by four table and i kind of just because it was rocky outcrops it didn't have a theme per se but apart from being rocky but i kind of followed what i'd done before you know a couple of big hills a couple of small hills one like tall-ish like line of sight blocker for maybe the center of the board or close to center and i played with that terrain for ages and i was so very proud of that but it's very easy to to do that sort of stuff no, I think that like that's an excellent example because uh, usually, like uh, I obviously not just those forty uh, event games. Uh, I also have like a gaming table at home, mm -hmm. and just your approach is like uh, spot on there. Because what I usually do is like I, I pick out a, a gaming math, which for my case is uh, I actually bought one of those Flames of War mats. So on one side it's like a green grassland for my historical war gamings, and on the other side is a desert, which I you can also use for my historical wargamings but you know so it's good so i can flip them in between and and what i first got uh, is that i got how would you say it like a environmental terrain just the way you describe it so i got like sand dunes uh, and and like uh, hills those uh, like stone like scattered stone areas and so on and then on the other side i got like forests and rivers and stuff mm-hmm so like Warhammer, imagine Warhammer Fantasy sort of like, so like just, so that was the first stage. And then I moved into like second stage was like, I got a few buildings. I got like a few like, you know, supply depot stuff, like small crates and stuff. So you suddenly you had like the, the sand area turning into like suburbia or like mm -hmm. the, the outskirts of, of the small like settlement. And for the other area, I got like small village houses. You know, imagine like a, you know, like a small tavern or whatever, or some some roads uh, for the fantasy part of it. And then eventually, I got more and more buildings, uh, and then I went full circle and I got like scattered, scattered small like uh, tents and stuff <laughs> for the for like forest like camps. And then I had like for the desert stuff, I had like those ash waste tents. So I can I can do a range from like just pure 
out in the desert to like outside outskirts of a like a settlement into like a full settlement in the desert imagine like tatooine sort of thing nice and then all the way back up to the ashways where you have like a tent encampments mm. and obviously for the forest you have like forest rivers to like roads to like you know, the outskirts of a town an actual you know more time style town uh back again to having like uh, army encampments or orc encampments or whatever yeah that's awesome but i think like the, the the base foundation for everyone and if you look through like all the second ed first ed uh books you'll see like the the first step in everything even in rogue trader is like they do the environmental terrain first yeah and then they build up on that and i, I gotta i tell you what i, got, I just want to say i gotta love the fact that um tim from the eye of horus brought back the classic i think it's second ed yeah this thing the the balls with the spiky the uh spiky bits on them which are basically oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a foam yeah they're like uh what is it florist foam balls with toothpicks in them painted red and stuff like that yeah they're alien it plants. looks awesome <laughs> i mean and that, that's actually something i was going to mention that when it comes to terrain i mean one you mentioned tatooine go all out and rip off any movie you've ever seen because that's like heroic vistas and stuff like that that you can aim for and there's cool options out there but one thing that oh god i'm really going to date myself now one thing that exists now and and everybody knows is youtube there are so (laughs) many videos out there on making terrain you mean tiktok no, I, well, yeah, TikTok as well, if you're into it, definitely. I mean, I, I do watch hobby content on there. But, I mean, you've got things like the Mel the Terrain Tutor. He's brilliant. He does really good stuff. Um, the Zorpa Zorp, Tabletop Time. Those are the guys that I just think of off the top of my head. Cult of Paint have talked about terrain or, or more diorama bases. Same principles play in um, when you're building stuff. So I think there's there's so much out there. And so many cool options for starting off at very low cost. Yeah, I was, would like to mention you, you t- you're both talking about environmental tables. Yep. And that's just such a good start. And if you're looking at hobby stores, mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned dioramas, I think it's a very good idea to look at those YouTube clips as well, diorama mm-hmm. builders, because they ain't that hard to make terrain looking good. Like you mentioned, you had some simple styrofoam and uh, paint. You mm-hmm. can buy all kinds of uh, rock replicas and grass replicas and stuff to build things with. You don't yep. have to sit and build, oh, I'm going to build a house that's so big and so big. No, making rough terrain and forests. There are tons of stuff in the hobby stores that you can do yourself. But you know what's an, e- an even easier cheat than hobby stores? Pet stores. Yeah, sure. Fish tank stuff. You can use it as it is, or you can paint it again. You paint yeah. it up, but fish tank terrain is brilliant. Um, and, For example, you know, a very good idea. Yeah, I mean, I I, I spent a lot when I was living in Airslove. We had the the what is it, Petco or whatever it is the the pet you know zoo. Arkansu. Arkansu, yeah. And I was really disappointed because I never picked up. They basically had um, a series of different sized skulls, animal skulls, meant for um, terrariums and stuff for lizards. And they were perfect. And I was so disappointed I never picked them up. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah that, that's another cool place to find stuff is if you can't afford to go create if you can't easily make get time to make stuff pet stores hell go um go look around at uh what you call it um secondhand stores thrift stores you can find kids stuff like hell cranes and uh tonka trucks and stuff like that will do you know can't tell me that there isn't out there there aren't mining planets will have big bits of heavy equipment so yeah. and they can make those things yeah, huge. when we play like uh, world war ii we got those uh, train kits like uh, houses and shit yeah if, if so like model train kits to make train but uh mm. the the thing is that i also want to say when it comes to like you do environmental train and mm. let's say you you are set to do like a board just the way that jody described it you do all all the stuff that you do with your title mm -hmm. The next level, if you want to do it super, like, let's say you're doing a heresy-specific table, and yes. this is like one of the things, or you want to use it for, I don't know, Star Wars Legions or whatever. But mm -hmm. what I do, because I play Star Wars Legions, I play all kinds of games on my tri uh, tabletop, but let's say I do this rocky outcrops, right, in the desert, so that I can play Tatooine. And then when I want to do heresy, I have built like a rocky outcrop with like a burnout rhino. And it could be a burnout rhino either for the legion that I play mm -hmm. or like for the nemesis of my legion. So usually it's either like a burnout emperor's children or an iron hands rhino. And, and so you only need to buy a, a rhino model, do the basics that you did for making a rocky outcrop, and suddenly you have like a destroyed vehicle in there. I mean, how, how, how we did those, but did we make those? Dreadnoughts and 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 stuff way back, just using plaster of Paris at one point. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I, because it's so fucking expensive to buy a Rhino, and to because we have so many gaming tables, I did one mm. sprayed like uh, just did latex all over it, and then just used plaster to make replicas of it. Mm. Uh, but if you only have your own ho home gaming table, like investing in one Rhino. Uh, destroy it. There are so really good tutorials on YouTube or uh, military modeling magazine and stuff how to do destroyed and burnout vehicles. Like mm -hmm. the classic is you drill a hole and you do your scalpel knife to make like the bullet holes and stuff in it. Uh, there's like heaps of different cool ways that you can make uh, a destroyed rhino. I guess in the show notes we will link some good videos and some good. If we're able to, we will try. Yeah, like AK-47, Megan stuff. They have like some really nice, good tutorials on their webpage where you can do like, a, and this is for like military modeling. Uh, where, how you do destroyed vehicles, because imagine you're buying a Rhino and, and it could also be a palate cleanser for you. Let's say you play Ultramarines. So all you do is like you fucking bathing in blue Marines. And do a destroyed word bear Rhino would be awesome just to Get a and, it, yeah. and it gives you like the chance to test out chipping techniques, weathering techniques, and all kinds of stuff uh, on, a, on a vehicle that is not like so much of a worry. Yeah, and I think actually I, I kind of want to expand on that in a, in a roundabout way. If you are fortunate enough to have a larger collection of models for your army, even if you, if you, let's say you got 5,000 points of whatever Legion, Iron Warriors, you're not likely to be playing games five using all those models. 
So there's a good chance you'll have a couple of tanks left over, or maybe you own a maybe you own a super heavy, or you own some tight a titan or a knight, something along those lines. As long as you're obviously careful with it, you can bring those into being parts of terrain as well. Because, um, I mean, again, I'm not saying everyone's going to do this. I don't suggest that you go out and do this. But Galaxy of Flames, about five years ago, four or five yep. years ago, they had a Warlord Titan as a piece of terrain. And actually, somebody bought a Warlord Titan and turned it into a piece of terrain. And it had crashed into a building. And that, that's the high-end, pretty version of it. But if you're fortunate enough to own a, a Warhound, lay it down on its side, you know, pop a weapon off, pop the head off if you've got it magnetized. It, it adds flavor. What I did, uh, I ordered uh, the extra, you know, that ugly war, warlord head with the grinning yes. face part. I ordered that from Fortro. Uh, I actually assembled it. Then I used uh, a saw, like oh. a power tool, and did oh. it in twice. And then from Gale Force 9, I got that uh, there's like a swamp marshland. Yep. Uh, or, and a, like a pool one. And then I glued it into the pool, and and then I just uh, airbrushed everything again, so it looked like a titan head, sort of like bubbling in like a tar pit sort of pool. Nice. Or you can, or you can just do it as a like a, a exploded debris, and suddenly your table becomes way more, you know, sinister and destroying, uh, you know, like a fucking destroyed titan head. Because the rest of the titan might not be on. That actual table, it, it is, has just exploded off. And don't be afraid to do things like again. This is this is all taking it to the next level, taking a step further as you build your tables and you do stuff. Um, one thing I've done in the past is um, not mine, but I've used friends smoke markers uh, that they use to show a vehicle has been wrecked and just put a rhino down and put a smoke marker on top when you start the game. You know, the smoke's not there. You can't, you can see through it, whatever, but there's a rhino that's been wrecked and it happens to be a piece of terrain. Or, you know, there's a, a super heavy, there's a fell blade that's there. It doesn't have any sponsons. It's, you just put the turret at a slightly jaunty angle and put a smoke marker there. It's going to do the same job as a fancy MDF or um, GW piece of kit you know terrain kit will do it's there to block line of sight basically and it's there it's a nice little bit of theme like you said freddie you know either you put something down for maybe your the legion that you are opposed to or maybe you're playing through the wreck of your last advance you know maybe the iron the this mythical iron warriors army lost a fell blade a rhino and you know a dreadnought and they're just there you can't do anything with them in game but they're part of the table. They're part of the story. And, and one of the terrain things, like, uh, don't underestimate uh, uh, craters. They're oh, easy no. to make, and they usually work really well on all tables. And you can... They're so versatile as well. You can make them deep, you can make them shallow, long, whatever. They're, they're one of the great pieces of terrain. Those and walls, I think, just some form of wall, whether it's sandbags or rocks or whatever, they're brilliantly versatile. They take up space, and they look cool on the tabletop. Yeah, you can really, really train and experiment on your model modeling skills, like Freddie said. Yeah, that's that's a really good shout. That's a really, really good shout. 
I was thinking about this next piece as a question about what kits are out there, what terrain pieces are out there that you could name. Have you have you seen, have you played on a table with something that's as a piece of terrain that's really stood out to you and you've gone, that's really freaking cool? I really do like that Fort World city table we have. Oh, yeah. It's a pain in the ass to assemble, but... Oh, God, isn't it just... <laughs> God, you've got to tell people who, who haven't seen it before why it's such a pain in the ass, palette. I mean, it's... The guy with Freddy bought it off, magnetized every building, and mm -hmm. made some, what do you call it, templates, shadows of the building. So, in theory, it's very easy to set all the buildings where they're supposed to be. But in real life, it's not that clear. <laughs> no. And you end up really fucking frustrated because it takes like forever. Oh, where's this? No, it's magnet that. It can't be there. Oh, I have to move this. And in the end, I always have to come over and fucking do it. Yes. And, and there's all the bloody um, streetlights and stuff as well. The streetlights, man, they always throw me off when we put that table together. <laughs> what about you, Freddie? You got any fr favorite pieces of terrain that you've, you've played, against, played around or anything? To say, like, usually playing at Adepticon in Chicago, uh, the terrain is so fucking nice. Uh, the, the thing is that they have um, LED lights in their terrain and stuff, and they have, like, mm -hmm. uh, lit up billboards. Uh, it is, like, super, super nice terrain. Nice. That's very like, cool. Like, I've stolen some, like, I managed to stole some of the, you remember that, like, uh, keep calm and evacuate? Yeah. signs with lighting in that that's from adepticon like they had like yeah so they had like this entire like because you know invasion imminent so they had like this in, entire planetary kind of warning system with different signs coming up and shit and i looked awesome oh nice i've got i've got to say i i i think i've got there's there's a couple and i really do want to mention them um before you jump on, nothing beats a really nice Zone Mortalis table. I see. I was Zone Mortalis was going to be my next point, actually. But I'll, I'll yes, you are right. Zone Mortalis is absolutely chef's kiss. Um, but I wanted to give a shout first of all to one of the things that we've done, which is the thirty-foot-long wall. Oh yeah, that was nice. Playing the outer curtain yeah. wall at Scandus a few years ago, um, and that's a big thing as well that we haven't talked about probably because I don't think I, any of us own a 3D printer, but 3D printing, an infinite source of terrain. If you have the money for the resin and, or uh, was it FDM thread and you can download all the files, um, you're golden yeah. there because uh, that's how we, we were fortunate enough to manage that one, if I remember rightly, is the, the, all those were 3D printed. So that's pretty damn cool. But I, I really want to give a shout out to the, the guys who, who run Dirty K. Uh, Eric and Daniel and the team down there, uh, because I think you were at this event, Freddie. Even I think you actually played uh, on one stupid, of these. Stupid, stupid swamp table with swamp monsters that keep eating my army. <laughs> yeah, with the giant radar dish that moved around yeah. and spun. Because that was that was amazing. Genuinely, yeah. I thought that was very cool. And somebody had donated to them, um, or they'd taken. What the old the the old Nurgle super heavy with the the giant vats on the back of it, and they turned that into a piece of terrain, and sort of half sunk it, cracked it into a piece of like just like swampy terrain, and 
both of those when I saw them blew my mind because I mean my first thing was who in their right mind is going to take a expensive resin tank like that and turn it into a piece of terrain? Which kit is that? It's it's a very old apocalypse tank um, from Forge World, forty uh, k apocalypse tank, and it's a it's a Nurgle. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but it's basically a chaos tank, which is um, a Nurgle. Um, theme that's got giant vats on the back of it and one giant cannon coming out of the front and that that was awesome and like i said just seeing stuff with motors in it and lights on it with the with the um the spinning um radar dish and i again i think it maybe it was morton i can't remember but somebody had a showdown on the top of that and basically put their put their two um, they put their commanders up on there against each other basically. <laughs> and so they were doing these doing the duel while these models were just spinning around, and my brain was like I, I couldn't keep up with it, and that would have just made me hurl if I was actually in the middle of that. There's another thing we can talk about: lead lights. Yes, if you want to put effort in it and you're a little bit experienced, you can do like sure 3D printing with lead lights. It's not that expensive. You can do a shitload of cool stuff. Yeah. So that's another one. If you want to go go a little bit over the top, so you can experiment with a lot of stuff. Then you have to know how to do it in your army. Then I want to do lead light armor. <laughs> I was about to say, do you, is this something you particularly want to do? In every single Space Marine lens. Yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, it would be Night Lords, and then you have to turn off the light and stuff, and you can see all these like gazillion red lights. Yeah. Um, but what I'll say is to anybody who's interested, if you just Google Nurgle Baneblade tank, you will get the <gasps> the images. Uh, so yes, that's conversion. It's a that's real tank. It. That's a legit kit that they made, oh, okay. and you could they they turned it into terrain, and I loved it. I was heartbroken, but I loved it. And you know, misprints and stuff when it comes to resin kit, uh, when it comes to. 3D printing actually adds to the flavor of terrain because there you've got something that's already pre-battle damaged. You can paint it up and make it look awesome. Yeah. So two more things I want to touch on. And then if you guys have got any thoughts before we sort of head to our listeners' questions and and the wrap-up. I mean, there's lots of non-standard terrain that's out there. I mean, Necromunda is rife with terrain that would work on many different levels. You know, obviously there's lots of cool 40K kits out there and stuff like that. And Ash Wastes that's just coming out. I mean, GW is really stepping up, has been stepping up their terrain game for the past couple of years, which I think has been absolutely awesome. But what I wanted to talk about first was Zone Mortalis. Now, Freddie, you have, I mean, you're fortunate enough to own Zone Mortalis tables, but you also came up with some really cool ways of making your own Zone Mortalis tables. Yeah. So do you want to explain to people how you did that? Because I think that's the, the other thing about terrain is with something like Zone Mortalis, you have the flexibility because it doesn't... It's a different type of terrain. It's a smaller table, basically. So it can be a way of achieving gameplay without having to have, you know, a big gaming mat and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, anyway, that's me babbling. How did you achieve that? Well, it was that time when we had to quickly sort out 15 Zone Mortalis tables <laughs> for, for a scanners. Uh was it fi- oh god it was 15 was it jesus yeah uh mega blocks mega blocks to build walls and then uh you s- spray them and ship them get uh heaps of bits like because most 40k or like any sci-fi kits have like panels you would like uh, 
even like you can uh, cut out like the rhino like inside the rhino the old plastic rhino there was like a little scanner touch speech and see glue all that shit on onto the walls yep and and make it just you know skulls and whatnot and then use transfers and then chip the shit out of it and bam you have like a somatalis table for like literally no money all you've done is emptied your bits box of stuff you will never use. If nobody, if you've never heard of what mega blocks are, I mean, a Google them, but they're basically like kids' uh, building blocks, like large Lego Duplo blocks. Yeah, you can get them super shit. Like get them if you don't have kids that are grown out of them. Uh, get them on Tradera, eBay, secondhand. Google them, Amazon, whatever. You you like. Usually, you get these like in secondhand store for literally nothing. Mm. And you cannot like the status of them because all you do is you super glue them all together and then you rattle can spray them like a crazy person, and then you kind of just chip them. Lots of giant sponges and doing chipping is good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some spray cans. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you used to add all these, especially now when they have like necromunda kits, like you get those accessory kits and whatnot. Those are golden, and suddenly you have like a lot of somatalis boards and that are in- interchangeable because you you glue them into wall sections, and yeah. then you can move them around from battle to battle. And all you do, like I did, I I got the old uh, somatalis because uh, they used to be. Uh, paper buildings for somatalis and they held together by one plastic sheet like a yep. one one plastic thingy where you slot the, the cardboard paper into it so i got like i have fuck lots of them but the cardboard paper are like rubbish so i use them as doors mm-hmm. yep i remember building some of those for you um way way back when um and the cool thing is as somebody pointed out to me you just if you're not sure what shapes to build these things in Look at the shapes from Tetris. <laughs> Just yes. basically build them like Tetris blocks. <laughs> L-shapes, blocks, T-sections, long straights. And then you can build corridors and put doors in. Oh, it's it's legit. Absolutely yeah. legit. And then the last point I wanted to, to sort of bring up on this topic is what do you guys think? What, what would you guys like to see in future terrain kits? Is there any particular piece of terrain you would like to see out there or... Anything you've thought about, hey, I'd love to make that or, you know, like to base an event around that? It's the old, remember that old destroyed rhino kit that Games Workshop used to do? Oh, is that the, the one with the removable trees? Yeah, the one that I used to base my Peferon, I think, for the like, yeah. like when we yep. had the raffles for ages ago. Yep. Uh, that was a really nice train piece. I think mm-hmm. it went really well with like the cursed forest or whatever. They used to do. Uh, I don't know, like some, some more, more, more of like uh, if they came out with something, I would love to see like uh, that. Maybe like craters with dead marines, like heresy marines. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Yeah. Oh, just de- just bring out the dead marines again. That would be uh, cool. Yeah, get with dead marines. That that's too hard to build for yourself, though. But room vehicle set. Why not? Yeah, burnt out. Yeah, burnt out vehicles, burnt out walls, crashed uh, fly, fly, flyers. Ooh, yeah, yeah, because that that one is always going for like top dollars at fucking eBay. <laughs> so mm. actually, I tell you what, one of um, my buddy Frederick, long time listener, um, he's he's the guy I usually play heresy with. He built a uh, crashed dreadclaw. Um, just did it like a almost like a teardrop shape. 
with the dread claw sort of half buried into the, or basically cut it in, cut it at an angle, and buried it into the onto the thing, and then built up dirt and everything around it, so it looked like it plowed in. That was pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing something interesting like that. Funny thing is, and I, I really don't think it's practical, but I'd still love to see it. I've been listening to the audiobook for Mark of Calth recently. So basically, Calth getting destroyed. And there's so many ships that fall from orbit into planet. And for some reason, I would I would just love to either have like part of a ship section that you could play Zone Mortalis in, for example, or sections, ship sections to put out on a table. You'd probably only get one or two bits on there, but like part of a, a giant engine or, you know, the part of the, the iconic sort of arrowhead bow of the ship. You know what I mean? Or big, yeah. big eagle bits. Something like someone, that would be very someone cool. Someone did that before. I, I, I think there's an events. Australian company that did it out of foam. I think it was Blue Wave or something like that. Um, I can't remember their full name, but I don't know. I, I, Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like to have the chance to play on something like that. I think yeah. that would be fun. Uh, I think that like a star thing would be like um, if they would bring out something uh, heresy related train wise. Mm -hmm. I would love to see like the start of it would be like a crater we did destroyed basic vehicle a crater we did destroyed like uh, contempt of dreadnought a mm -hmm. uh, and a like destroyed siphon fighter or like a fighter. Oh, do you know actually? Do you know I like them to? I think they did this before, but I'd love love to see. Sandbags. Oh yeah, sandbags. Just some sandbag walls. Just a, a just a thirty quid, three hundred fifty krone krona box set, like the Necromunda ex, uh, terrain expansions, but just things like barrels and yeah, battlefield debris kits. Yeah, basically, yeah, but yeah, stuff again, sort of scattered terrain, but something that you really could make a theme around so you could build like a staged last stand bulwarks or you know battlements out of sandbags and stuff like that that would be kind of cool i think i'd like to see that so yeah that would be kind of fun i mean do you guys have anything else you want to add about terrain because this is a subject we can come back to again in the future and if you've got questions when you're listening to this or say hey you could have covered this please let us know um just drop us an email or reach out to us via facebook and we we will get back to you um but have you guys got anything more you want to add about terrain before we sort of jump in and wrap things up not really like there's a bunch of suppliers out there i think that most people know know them like this from like already pre-painted uh, already good to go terrain which is obviously if you if you uh, just want to set up tables easily there is all the way to like a 40k terrain to like a MDF terrain, plastic terrain, resin terrain, uh, fucking yeah, those cardboard cutouts terrain, and there's a bunch, bunch of people doing different stuff. So I think what what you need, like what what we've learned, is that we usually go, we use a little bit from all suppliers. Yeah. So shop around, look around, do your research, and I think like for me anyway, it's let the table tell the story, and out of that story, it's where you look around and see what type of kits and stuff that you want to build or slash buy to make that table happen. Yeah, and I think one thing I'd like to say is don't, especially when it comes to events, don't be afraid to have uneven terrain. Um, it is not, you do not have to follow 
like set um, deployments, unless it's you have them written in the, the gaming pack for whatever reason. Unless uh, there's a narrative story where you have preset yeah, deployments but, and the train tells the story together with the deployment. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, you don't be afraid to put, you know, to create like valley passes and stuff. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know, villages with roads and all that sort of stuff. Be a bit off center, have throw a few things in that are a bit different. Um, and again, use it to tell the story. Um, especially, like I said, especially on a yeah, I'd rather play on a beautiful board than on a perfect balanced board. Yeah, totally. You got any thoughts to play or? No, I think you covered it pretty good. Like the terrain is a piece of the story, story of your army. If yeah. you're going to do an your own table, I definitely match my base or my army the first time. Definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's... Tell a story, tie it together. Mm. It's your piece. Yeah. I and mean, don't, don't miss the opportunity to basically have your army look cool on yeah. your home table. And like you said, this is not chess and, mm. and the reality isn't fair or even. So they're going to be open areas, streets mm-hmm. and so on. So don't be afraid to use that deploy set up like that. Nice. Well, there we are, guys. If you've got any thoughts, you want us to talk about stuff in a bit more detail, you want us to, you know, give you more information or or anything like that. If you've got questions, like I said, just just reach out and we will do our best to get them into an episode in the future. Uh, so now we're going to head towards wrapping things up, but we do have some listener questions. And again, you can hit us up on Facebook if you or the Discord if you have um, any questions you'd like to ask us or have us answer. Um, so first questions we've got actually we've got two from oh, these are all drawn from Discord. Pete Coleman, Scott's Scottish Pete Coleman, he's asking. Okay, first up, what are you guys predicting or wanting to see come out in this year? This this sort of next year, this calendar year in twenty twenty three. What are you guys looking or hoping for to come out uh, for the Heresy? Plastic assault marines. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think you made that kind of clear earlier, but yeah, totally. Plastic assault breeds. It'd be a great shout, let's be honest. Freddie, you got anything particularly you want to see come out this year? I don't know. Like, I, I would love to see some sort of. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see a militia slash demon book. Yeah, that would be amazing. Demons. I would love to see that rule book as well. That would be nice. I got to say, actually, after we've been talking about it, I'd like to see some of these terrain ideas we've talked about come out. You know, like revisit some of the old GW terrain kits and get them brought back out again. That would be cool. But in reality, yeah, honestly, either Mark II Marines or Plastic Assault Marines would be amazing. Because I know we've had previews of jet bikes and stuff like that. and That's cool. I like that. But I think Assault Marines need some love. So I'm with you on that one, Pella. Yes. Yeah. All they have to do is um, close combat arms and um, jump packs. I mean, yeah, literally. <laughs> close combat arms, I want as well. I want to do the spoiler squads. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's a really good call, mate. So it'd actually be a really useful multi-part kit, basically. Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd be like the heavy weapons upgrades, you know, by your assault Maybe marine. Maybe like that. Yeah. Just an upgrade kit with arms and uh, jump packs. I don't know. Although Mark II Marines would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, st- I still want, I would like to have militia, number one, demons, number two, number three, like a mission book where they have not just like the standard missions in, in the game, but like uh, like a book where they are, like they used to have. Well, like, something like book six where they've actually got the, the campaign system or something. Yeah, and just missions and stuff. Mm. Cool. 
Okay, second question. If you could add any Xenos faction into 2.0, for whatever reason, which would it be? Who's going to start? I would... I'd I'd want to throw an idea out there, and I've mentioned it before, and I'd like to see Necrons, but I wouldn't want to see them in any major capacity. I would rather see them as, like... Like the old old random events, you know, you know, uh, like you wake up, 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 uh, up an outpost or something. Yeah, basically, you uh, unfortunately you just re you know just activated reanimation protocols on a net on a you know outpost or something. So you've got a very small force of Necrons that show up, and they just attack people randomly. I wouldn't like to see them as a playable faction because that doesn't feel right. But that would be my call. What about you guys? I would like to see orcs and Eldars. Yeah, Eldars. And also as a playable faction. Which would you prefer? If you had to pick one of the two, which would you have as the playable faction? The, uh, the, I mean, the there's two of you. Are... One of you can say orcs, one of you can say Eldar, Eldar. and we're covered. <laughs> the, the, the problem is they are, because uh, we read all the black books, and they are like basically, besides weird blobs getting tossed into space, uh, they they are basically the only two factions that keep uh, showing up in the heresy as you know main antagonists. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That does that. That does make a lot of sense, actually. So there we are, Pete. That's your two questions what answered. What was that and... called? Where Erebus got the anathema? Oh, the anathema. Uh... Uh, the interdex or interex. Interax. Interax. There we go. Yeah. What? a quite advanced civilization wasn't it yeah it should be playable maybe. not anymore though because they're all dead they got wiped out they didn't ruin entire civilization they didn't do that yeah they did did they yeah i believe they wiped out the planet first got angry it's been a while i must admit my mind just an idea well, it's a good idea. Uh, I mean, hell, I was going to say you could probably get away with playing Tyranids if you do a mur- uh, planet murder specific. But now we're looking into Great Great Crusade here. Yeah, there we are. But yeah, so, but like, I think we've got. I thought honestly, small neck, small Necron incur- incursions, Orcs and Elder. The Night Lord's fault. <laughs> Everything is always the Night Lord's fault because they're fucking useless, and that's why yes. I'm painting them. Or it's Dantioch, <laughs> but we're not going to get into that. Anyway, third question comes from uh, the username uh, Carassus. This is why I wanted to hold off about the Zone Mortalis. Do we think we're going to see any Zone Mortalis expansions? Now that, especially now that there's like 40k boarding action terrain, it seems like the right moment to put out a bunch of missions. What do you think? Would you, would you we think we might see something like that in the next year? I fucking hope so. Would be cool, wouldn't it? Because they released yeah. the Zone Mortalis rules in White Dwarf and they kind of in that article and hinting on like uh, the different media outlets that uh, there were going to be more stuff to, to follow. Yeah. And, and you know, listening to the grapevine without getting too many spoilers, uh, in the whispers in the dark says that, you know, there may or may not be kind of blood in the void, kill team sort of thing, heresy related. So Which is going to be very cool. What? Yeah. I think that was awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, you heard it first here then. <laughs> well, if it happens, it happens. It would be great if if uh, if it all drops. Uh, I would like to, I'd like to see because um, I know they did the plastic set for Zone Mortalis where you could put multi level stuff in, 
um, the plastic kits, which were again awesome. Um, but I would genuinely be interested to see some different types of missions more than anything else. Um, and yeah, that so would be very, very we cool. We want the mission book. I think so. Personally, yeah. I think so because I think I don't. I don't think there's any way of physically expanding Zone Mortalis, as in like terrain or anything along those lines. Maybe some cool one-off kits like I don't know, command center or a launch bay or something like that. Maybe the thing is they have like with with uh, the old this uh, is like the Rogue Trader spruce and the spruce they have now for all the kill teams. They have enough fucking shit. Like <laughs> if they released a massive like this is our fucking said um void ship hit two thousand yeah. crowns bam all those screws done <laughs> you know well yeah that, that, that would be done yeah everybody would be out with that so i hope that answers your uh your question uh Carassus. so that is uh... stay tuned for uh heresy kilting <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yep there are rules. We do have them. Yeah, we have them, but I mean, stay, stay tuned for official ones. Well, yeah, official ones as well. And, and yeah, they'll be you, official until the G. They're official until you know otherwise. Uh, pick it, pick up red book. I think it's I have them here. I think it's number three. If you want kill team, uh, Necromunda style rules for heresy. Nice, very very nice. We should have them on our uh, Dropbox, don't we? I yeah. believe we do. We will have to double check, but yes, I believe we do. Anyway, um, other than that, I am going to say thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, dudes, great episode, as always. Lots of fun. Um, and like I've said many times before, if you like what we do and you can, you would consider supporting us, maybe throw something into our tip jar over at Patreon and be part of the end-of-year raffle for every month that you successfully um, contribute to that tip jar. Um, big shout-out to our editors. Uh, don't forget we're on Spotify and all over the world on social media, um, right out of our sofas here in Sweden. And I'm going to say it's a good night for me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry on in the streets. Be full grim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is the Brownian Heresy Podcast, signing off. <laughs>